Irish Irish Exit Everything Welcome to Irish Exit Everything. My name is Frank and I'm not a fan of populations. There's an old adage that says it takes a village to raise a child. Basically, this means that in order for a child to grow into a healthy, responsible adult who does adulting properly, like paying taxes and adhering to road laws, uh, to an extent, nobody actually follows the speed limit, an entire community has to contribute to that child's development and protection. Nowadays, folks have abbreviated that adage to, it takes a village, dot dot dot, you know, they trail off almost as if to Irish exit out of the rest of the sentence. To be fair, this is pretty common. We'll cut a proverb off mid-sentence because we expect everyone to be familiar with it. It makes us seem more wise, more philosophical than we actually are. Ah well, one in Rome, am I right? But I want to focus on the adage in this episode. It takes a village. If you look as far back to when America was great, before white people showed up, it really did take a village to raise a child. For example, the Iroquois, a Native American tribe, built longhouses that could house 20 families and it was just one room. 200 feet long of open space, they had bunk beds, maybe a few cubicles for office space, but for the most part you could see everybody doing everything. And I assume everything. I can't even imagine. When I was younger, I would get uncomfortable if I thought I maybe heard my parents doing sex, but I didn't see anything. Now I'm not saying the Iroquois were just doing it in front of everyone. The point is, they weren't closed off from each other. And obviously, there were a bunch of diverse groups of indigenous peoples that didn't live like the Iroquois. I'm not trying to roll them all into one, but I would say there are some commonalities, including how villages raise their children. There's this method called learning by observing and pitching in. Obviously, they didn't call it that at the time. It was just life. But it's where children are included in the day-to-day -day tasks, and they learn by contributing. It was essentially a skills trade education through child labor. But not in a bad way, because everyone was helping out and cooperating with each other for survival. It's not like that anymore. We specifically have child labor laws to prevent that from happening. So now, we put children in neat little rows for 8 hours a day, maybe toss an iPad in front of them and hope they don't Google what the eggplant emoji means. The internet raises our children, not our community. And some of you may be thinking, so what? Humans have evolved from that primitive living. Thanks to modern medicine, we live longer. Quick side note, living to old age seems like an accomplishment, but really, aging just gives you an excuse to complain more. Anyway, yeah, we live better now, right? Technology is advancing faster than we can keep up. We can now look into our refrigerators without even opening the door. What a time to be alive. And honestly, I wouldn't trade that for living in the woods in the 1300s. But who are we to call hunting and gathering and child labor primitive? In today's society, American society anyway, independence and perseverance are valued above interdependence and collaboration. The self-made man or woman is considered to be the prime example of a true American, even when self-made means born rich. We're told that if you aren't born rich, that shouldn't be a problem. Anyone who works hard and hurdles life's obstacles like poverty can become rich and successful. It's explicit in the term self-made that you didn't receive any help from anyone. And that's what the cool kids are doing these days. I don't think anybody knows when we walked away from our responsibilities as a community. Personally, 
I blame the printing press. That's when we realized, holy shit, we don't have to talk to everyone all the time. We can just print our words on paper. It's all been downhill from there. We're all living in our own Wi-Fi accessible bubbles. That sounds sad. Community seems nice. But I'm here to tell you, who needs them? When it comes to needs in life, I think you can refer to Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. My boy Abraham broke our human needs down into five tiers. Physiological needs, safety, love slash belonging, esteem, and self-actualization. Obviously, physiological needs like oxygen, water, food, taking shits occasionally, are the most important. You will die without that stuff, as far as I know. I haven't tried the alternative. Safety needs are next, which is shelter, your health, and employment. Abraham was like, yeah, you absolutely need these first two tiers to survive. And I think I have an easy solution to achieve that. I would say get a job at Whole Foods, and you're set. That covers the employment part, which pays for your shelter. You can use your 20% employee discount to buy decent and healthy food. You could probably get health insurance there too. Boom, physiological and safety needs achieved. I'm also trying to get a Whole Foods sponsorship, hence the name drop. Okay, so the first two tiers are completely necessary. Everything after that is just nice to have. Not necessary, but nice, like an ottoman. The next level is love slash belonging, where you feel like you can share yourself with others. Now, you could say this is where community comes in, but I don't think you need to go that far. Just get yourself a bay and call it a day. If that's not enough for you, if you're not a one and done, get yourself a side chick or a side dick. But slow down after that. Don't get greedy. You don't need a long house full of lovers. So now you've got someone you can Netflix and chill with, or Hulu and Do You, or DVD and D and the V, or IMAX and Climax, or Amazon Prime and Sexy Time. Anyway, you can move on to the esteemed tier, which is when you feel good about yourself and you feel respected by others. But does anyone ever really feel good about themselves? I know I don't. Just post a selfie and get a few likes for hollow validation. Done. Finally, after all that, you made it to the final boss battle. You can work towards self-actualization, which is when you achieve your full potential. And I don't even know what that means. Full potential? That seems like a lot of effort. I pride myself on half-ass work. I don't think I've ever full-assed something. I don't think anyone's capable of reaching their full potential, unless they're Dwayne The Rock Johnson or Ellen DeGeneres. My whole point is you don't need a community to achieve all those needs. You can do it yourself. And really the DIY lifestyle is growing super popular because again, it's all about independence now. People are growing their own garlic to put it in their shrimp stir fry. They're making their own finger puppets, which is completely unnecessary, but they saw it on Pinterest and had a free Saturday, so why not? They're even recording their own podcasts. How impressive. I actually tried doing something myself. I made a coffee table. It was hands down the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. I know you're thinking, whoa, Frank, that seems like it took some effort, but calm down. It took me like a month because I only worked on it like 15 minutes at a time, and I had Home Depot cut like half of the wood. But yeah, the rest is on me. Sure, it wobbles a little bit, but that's part of its appeal. I love it for its flaws. I did it by myself, for myself, and it felt good. Which brings me to my self-help advice. Forget DIY. Focus on DEY. Do everything yourself. 
or even better, D-E-F-Y, do everything for yourself. It's the fad of the century anyway. Self-made selfishness. It takes a village to ignore your cries for help. So show that village you don't need help. Don't bother borrowing a cup of sugar from your neighbor. Order some sugar on Amazon. They'll deliver it with a drone. You don't need help teaching your kid life skills. Make them clean their room once a month and sit them in front of the TV when they're eating dinner. I'm sure we'll have PBS for a few more months anyway. Irish exit your community. Thanks for tolerating this absurdity, and I wouldn't be surprised if you join me next time. Irish exit everything. Irish exit everything.